Good afternoon. I'm Pat Thurston. Uh, we are joined by Greg Palast. Greg Palast is an investigative journalist. Now, I, I know there's some things I need to say about Greg Palast, but the first thing that I want to say is that he really is an investigative journalist. You know, think about those two words. Greg is both of them. You don't find a lot of people who can do both of those things and do them well. Greg was an investigator before he ever became a journalist. He uses his investigative skills to provide the kind of journalism that we do not get enough of these days. His website is gregpalace.com. He also is a Puffin Foundation Fellow in Investigative Reporting. Uh, Greg, thanks for being here. Is there anything else I need to say in your introduction? Two things. Number one, that Chevron oil dumped by their own admission. 16... <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. wait I was just you doing your, yeah, I was just doing your introduction. Oh, about me? Well, you know, I wrote a book <laughs> called "The Best Democracy Money Can Buy." People are used to hearing me and the first story about you know stolen elections, but this is about stolen lives. I actually was in the Amazon uh, rainforest in Ecuador investigating Chevron and met the victims of the people represented by. Stephen Donziger, who I don't know whether you've introduced him yet, but no, I'm not. Um, no. Okay. So uh, the I was there for BBC Television in uh, uncovering the massive destruction of the rainforest, the poisoning of people by uh, Chevron Texaco unit. I was with Chief Emerhildo Criollo, whose son went swimming in a pool in the, you know, it's the rainforest. There's a lot of watering holes, and one had a nice shine on it. And so he, the three-year-old kid jumped in, came out vomiting blood and oil residue, and died. Then his older son died of leukemia. There's an epidemic of leukemia. It's like chicken pox in the jungle there of childhood leukemias. And um, medical experts have published reports identifying, obviously, the, the massive dumping of oil sludge into the jungle. 16 million gallons of sludge. When we think about our panic, which we should, we should be really unhappy that 130,000 gallons of oil crud has washed up uh, on our California beaches at Huntington Beach uh, this week. Um, imagine 16 billion gallons. I was there. If you go to gregpalast.com, you'll see me, you know, you can see the BBC report and you can also see me sticking, putting a stick into one of these watering holes and coming up uh, at the end of a stick with a bunch of oil sludge. Just sludge. I mean, it's, it's just disgusting. It's absolutely it's disgusting. Un, it's poisonous. It's disgusting. It's, it's deadly. And here's the thing. This Chief, I went with him to a courthouse in 2007. We're in the middle of the jungle. There's a little courthouse in an oil roustabout town. And he shows up, war paint, feathers, bare-chested, to file a lawsuit against Chevron Oil for the destruction and death. And, you know, everyone's laughing at him. You know, there's this Indian in the jungle, right? And they stopped laughing in 2011 when he won his case, $9.5 billion judgment against Chevron. And for the death and destruction of force, ordering them to clean up those holes. Now, his secret weapon, the judge's secret weapon, was an American lawyer who was advising the um, the people, the lawyers, the young lawyers in the Amazon who were volunteering. And his name, the American lawyer, his name is Stephen Donziger. He went to Harvard Law with Barack Obama. I have pictures of them together. Uh, he went to Harvard Law with Barack Obama. But uh, but unlike Mr. Obama, who went off into politics and money, um, Donziger 
turned basically turned his life into a you know barely scraping by life so he could represent for over 30 years mm. these indigenous people Chevron has not paid one penny of the nine billion dollars they were ordered to pay and that was 10 years ago right yep and after you know an eight-year trial just so you know an eight-year trial 10 years we've been waiting to get uh, Chevron hasn't paid a dime it snuck all its assets out of Ecuador and so and then that wasn't good enough they wanted to make an example of Stephen Donziger so they filed a racketeering case against Stephen Donziger this human rights lawyer working for peanuts saying he and by the way they said he bribed a judge uh, in Ecuador well if he bribed you know to to get this verdict uh, with uh, offered the guy he admitted that he that um, th- this judge who came up with this thing oh he tried to bribe me by giving me three hundred thousand um, dollars Donziger won the case and the guy said I never he never got the three hundred thousand he was removed for corruption this guy however we have now discovered has taken two million dollars from Chevron. No, that's not a bribe. That's just his expenses. Two million dollars in expenses. The He's judge been relocated to the U.S. The judge in Ecuador, um, who is accusing Donziger of offering him a bribe. I don't know where Steve would have gotten this money. He didn't have a dime to his name. But here's the, here's the sad part. Here's the horrid part. Here's the nasty part. He's just been sentenced last Friday to six months in prison. Stephen Donziger, the human rights lawyer, not Chevron Oil for dumping the oil, for refusing to pay, for paying off this judge. Rather, it's the human rights lawyer, Stephen Donziger, because he got a right-wing judge named Lewis Kaplan and, uh, who teamed up with another judge, uh, Loretta Preska. These are ultra-right-wing judges from the Federalist Society. And these are in the United States? In the United States, okay. New York. And by the way... They worked for Chevron. I mean, with the Preska, this, uh, the, the woman who just sentenced Stephen Donziger to prison for six months in federal penitentiary worked for Chevron, her, her, her firm, Stuart, Stuart and Kissel. It's unbelievable. And that so wait, 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 human wait. rights. So yeah, she, I know it sounds crazy. The whole thing is crazy. The whole thing about yeah. this is crazy. So she, my understanding is that there was an issue with Chevron was demanding uh, Donziger's computers and and his phone. He want yes, they wanted to have those computers, which is right. ridiculous because he's a lawyer representing against Chevron. How does Chevron think they have the right to get his communications with his clients? Well, they they want the computers and cell phones, obviously, to find out who the whistleblowers are inside Chevron, including. Uh, there was a document that was uncovered right. in which the, the the president of Texaco Oil ordered the removal and destruction of all documents relating to their dumping of oil in the jungle. I have that document. Yeah. I showed it to, to Chevron and Texaco's lawyers. Chevron, uh, Texaco is part of Chevron. I showed it to, to the oil company lawyers, and they said, that, and I said, this is. Destruction of evidence. This in the U.S. and in Ecuador, too, is a go-to-prison felony crime. Would you explain to me why the president is ordering a felony crime, the destruction of evidence, of the poisoning the people of the Amazon? And he said, oh, we'll get back to you. By the way, that's 14 years ago. I'm still waiting. Yeah. And uh, for their explanation, the document is absolutely authentic. I put it on BBC, and there was no challenge. Now, Chevron, by the way, tried to get me fired 
from BBC. They couldn't identify a single word in my report for BBC broadcasting in Britain, which went all over the world except the United States. But they uh, said I was, I was biased against them, and I went through a year of trial. No, I was telling the truth on them, and that's what they didn't like. Well, but Chevron, now Chevron's not, Chevron is not the only company that has done that to you, Greg, because you have right. taken on the most powerful <laughs> interests, and you always have the facts behind you. You always have the documentation behind you. You share those documents with your readers and with your viewers, so they don't have a leg to stand on because you are an investigator. You know what you're yeah, doing they, before you put the story out there. The problem is, though, that they scare off other journalists. That's right. So they threaten lawsuits against outlets. They, they threaten to destroy the career of journalists who take them on. So, you know, it's not worth it. And, by the way, why haven't we seen this report on PBS? And let me note that the PBS NewsHour, its main national sponsor, has been Chevron Oil. There used to be a big logo above it. By the way, BBC does not allow corporate contributions. I can't ask Chevron to pay for my reports. Right. We don't have that. We don't have brought to you by Archer Daniels Monopoly. So the petroleum <laughs> broadcast system will not cover this story Period. Now, I should also add that it's not like it hasn't been noticed in the rest of the world. In fact, the United Nations Human Rights Commission has a judicial panel that spent a year analyzing the record. And two weeks ago, they ordered the United States government to release Stephen Donziger, this human rights lawyer against Chevron, to release him and pay him compensation. That's the United Nations. It wasn't just a political vote. It was five top international jurists led by the former president of Chile, who's a well-known international lawyer. And they reviewed the records and said this is like, basically they compared it to, to Putin and to uh, it's China. It's insane. Well, wait, even, even before we, we talk about the response by the U.S. to that, which I have not heard, yeah, yeah. the other outrage uh, in the trial itself, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is, based on your reporting, that federal mm -hmm. prosecutors refused to prosecute Donziger. So this right. so-called judge appointed Chevron's lawyers to act as prosecutors against Donziger. Have that, has that ever happened before? Never in American history. This is such a dangerous precedent. In fact, the worst thing about it, and Donziger, as Donziger himself says, far worse than my going to prison. I'll go to prison, which is insane. But the fact that he was prosecuted by private attorneys who had worked for Chevron right. and that they worked with Chevron's actual counsel. By the way, Chevron itself says they've spent over $1 billion in legal fees fighting this one human rights lawyer. Oh my God. They've said that in court. We've spent over a billion dollars fighting this guy. Why don't they just spend the billion dollars and clean up and the And clean oil? it up, yeah. But no, Why don't they just do the right it, thing? It, Stop lying. It, Stop destroying documents. Stop railroading right. this so, guy into prison. The reason I started out with the COFAN natives of, of Ecuador, let's remember that they are the biggest victims. And when I spoke with Stephen Donziger, uh, I was there in New York at the sentencing. Now, understand, you say, wait a minute. A jury bought this cockamamie story that a human rights lawyer right. was was uh, was bullying Chevron Oil Corporation. Right. No, the answer is no jury in the planet would do that. But they played some legal tricks so that there was no jury trial. A man is going to prison for six months in the federal penitentiary was denied a jury trial in both Chevron's suit against him and in this. It was done as a contempt of court charge 
Like I say, even Trump's Justice Department wouldn't touch this case. So they assigned this lawyer who had worked with Chevron before to take him on. This judge, and again, and I should also say, if you're saying, well, this is, isn't this like judges aren't supposed to do this? At Harvard Law School, the case of Chevron versus Stephen Donziger is taught as, as a case study at Harvard Law, as a case study of judicial misconduct. <laughs> this is But But is she still sitting on the bench? She is still, I just got a call from another lawyer yesterday who is livid about this woman. Say this, you know, we sto- he said, you know, we did stop her. She was going to get a promotion under Trump. Yeah, to Supreme the court, court. To the Court of Appeals. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> was, you know, if Trump gets back in, she might. So Trump was going to raise her to the Court of Appeals, and they blocked that, that she was not competent to hold this job. Well, she's not competent to sit on the bench at all. Yeah. And please understand, people are listening to me. When I say these things, I'm not kind of guessing. I worked for the United States Justice Department and 26 U.S. Attorneys General, and I worked all over the world before I was an investigative reporter. I was in that courtroom many, many weeks and many, many endless hours in that courtroom. I've never seen judges act like this. This is like, I just not, it's, it ain't Judge Judy. These people are completely berserko right-wing fanatics right. who are, and I'm just being very straight with it, uh, corporate stooges, and I know that you're, that uh, you know, a lot of our listeners in fact, maybe listening from Chevron's offices right now. Could be. They're local. Hello, Chevron. And, um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I have to say, when I was last, you know, I've been uh, investigating Chevron and others for many years. And, and this is, you know, again, Chevron, this, this is not the only time that Chevron has, has pushed around Ecuador. The government of Ecuador was very concerned about their destruction of the rainforest. And by yeah. the way, I don't let Ecuador off the hook. They have their own state oil company, which has... It very, very much contributed to this awful pollution, and they know it. But, you know, again, uh, remember Chevron uh, had a uh, tanker called the Condoleezza. So we had – Condoleezza Rice was the only Secretary of State – remember, under, uh, she was under George Bush – the only Secretary of State capable of carrying uh, 33 million um, <laughs> gallons of crude oil. <laughs> and so they have tremendous sway with the government. And this is not the only case of, of Chevron oil destruction. No, and, very, and they, have, they have tremendous yeah. sway with governments in, uh, around the world, unfortunately. Yes. Hey, Greg, I need to take a break, but I, I want to go back to um, the United Nations. And I want to find out how the United States government has responded or if they have responded to uh, their demand that Donziger be released and that he be compensated. So let's talk about that as soon as we come back. Greg Pallast is my guest. He's an investigative journalist. His website is gregpallast.com, and we'll be right back on KGO. Good afternoon. I'm Pat Thurston. The one and only Greg Pallast is joining us, and we are talking about Stephen Donziger, this human rights attorney uh, who's now been ordered uh, to jail, to prison for six months by this weird judge in the most bizarre story of jurisprudence I've ever read. Uh, uh, taking place in the United States. So, Greg, you mentioned the U.N. Human Rights Commission ordering the yes. United States to release Donzinger and to pay him for, uh, you know, I guess for his incarceration. Um, what was the United States' response to that? Well, I actually called the Justice Department on Friday. I'm trying to get uh, the word. I mean, this is Obama's friend. Um, uh, you know, and the, the thing is, is that... <laughs> Governments are more friendly to oil companies than to human rights lawyers. Unfortunately. Uh, so I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear from 
I, you know, look, I understood if we weren't going to get much action out of the Trump Justice Department, but this is the Biden Justice Department. Right. Yeah, Merrick and, Garland. You know, they, and, and you have Merrick Garland. You also have, uh, I'd like to, I'm also going to call the State Department. What is going on here? I mean, you have to understand how also um, 250 lawyers have signed a, uh, a brief to the appellate courts on judicial misconduct, which is very, very unusual. This is like, if you remember, like the Chicago 7 trial with Julius Hoffman. Right. It, uh, Julius Hoffman is, uh, uh, is like <laughs> Supreme Court, you know, is, uh, is Abe Lincoln compared to uh, these uh, judges in the Donziger case. Also, I should note that the judge who picked this other, the, so it's two little, you know, ultra-right-wing judges. People are not, you're not supposed to pick a judge for a trial. It's supposed to be like random yeah. for obvious reasons. You don't pick judges, but one judge picked the other. It's a, it's a, and this has never happened. Understand that no lawyer in American history has gone to prison for six months for technical contempt of court. No jury trial. This has never happened in American history. And also, like you say, the most dangerous thing is this private prosecution when the Justice Department said we're not going to prosecute this guy. They just picked these private lawyers. And they, by the way, they've billed the U.S. government at least half a million dollars so far. Is this just an outrage? The whole thing is just an outrage. Now, did Donziger file an appeal? Is that the judge that the other judge selected? <laughs> yeah, here's the problem. Is that uh, Donziger, uh, when I was in court on uh, last Friday in New York, and by the way, there were about 500 people outside from all over. The, uh, by the media, all over the world, except the big American media, were covering it. Uh, you know, from France, Germany, Denmark, England, you name it. Uh, it's a big international case. And at that trial, the judge said, "You cannot file an appeal. You're going straight to jail." And then they were stuck giving him an extra week before they send them to jail. Which doesn't, again, I think it's every American's right to make an appeal. Uh, It doesn't make any sense. Hey, Greg, hang on with me. I won't keep you too much longer, but I've got a few more questions I'd like to ask. Surely. Greg Pallast is my uh, guest, and we will be right back. I'm Pat Thurston, and my guest is Greg Pallast. If you don't know Greg Pallast, you should. You go to his website, gregpallast.com. Greg's written four New York Times bestsellers, including Armed Madhouse, Billionaires, and Ballot Bandits and The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, which is now a major nonfiction movie. It's available on Amazon. You can stream it for free on uh, Prime. So, Greg, I'm just, I can barely speak because I find this thing to be so ridiculous, so lacking logic, so lacking typically the rules that would apply to American jurisprudence that I just don't see happening here. Uh, We're talking, of course, about the case of Stephen Donziger. And I want to get back to that, but I want to say this. It seems while the courts are focused on Donziger and Chevron is focused on Donziger, lost in it all are the Kofan people and Chief Criollo. I mean, what's the status of their case? When is Chevron going to be made to pay the judgment that was rendered 10 years ago? Well, that's one of the problems. They've just simply said, we aren't paying. And that and uh, understand that originally Donziger had filed the case, his human rights lawyers had filed the case against uh, Texaco, which is now part of Chevron, which is shortly bought after by Chevron. Okay. They 
filed a case in New York, and the New York and Chevron ran in and said, "Oh my God, Ecuador's courts are honest and wonderful, and why is he filing in New York? They had a plan here." Okay, so they said, oh, well, because that's difficult for, you know, it's highly technical, but okay. So they went down to to Ecuador at Chevron's demand, had the trial there, and Chevron, to its shock and horror and surprise, lost. There's like tens of thousands of pages of information. The judge had finally issued the ruling, said he looked at the aerial photos, he looked at the scientific reports, one scientist after another, and said, you got to clean it up. And, and he showed him maps. Here are the places you must clean up, and it will cost you about $9.5 billion. Pay it. But he didn't. And then uh, the court said, well, frankly, Chief Criollo is out of luck because it's, they couldn't prove that, that it was actually Chevron's oil that caused these cancers, even though his son, you know, came up spitting this oil. It's not like he had a cell phone to take photos in the jungle. You have to understand, to get to the jungle, to that village where they live on stilts, and they just survive in the jungle, I had to take a dugout log down the Amazon to get to that village. You know, the fact that And frankly, you looked a little ridiculous in your cute little reporter's hat and your raincoat (laughs) trudging through the jungle. Wait a minute. It's a rainforest. (laughs) Yeah. There's a reason it's called. It's like pouring down. And what kind of shoes were you wearing, Greg? Were you wearing boots like you should have been? I mean, come on. Uh, I can't remember. I did drop a microphone into the Amazon, and I had enough sense not to try to fish it out. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> and uh, But, it, you know, so what I'm saying is that, is that, yeah, I mean, this is a rare case in which there was almost a chance of justice for the people uh, in, in the rainforest. And also all these farmers and stuff, I saw people with pustules all over their arms from right. oil. And you know that, that when uh, Chevron's Texaco unit came down to take the oil from the COFAN, after all, it is their property, they said, oh, it was, remember, $24 worth of beads to buy Manhattan? Mm-hmm. They walked in, and they gave the Kofan Indians, they, they gave them a few knives and some other trinkets and some cheese. And the uh, natives said, smelled the cheese, and they said, it smelled funny, so they just threw it in the jungle. Mm-hmm. And te- Texaco was saying, okay, so you're agreed we can drill oil here. Understand, Texaco is speaking to these people in Spanish. And they, they don't, don't speak, speak Spanish, Spanish. Yeah. you know, and they just took their oil and then started taking their lives. And so that, is that judgment then that the that the judge where the judge ruled and told Chevron, you've got to clean this up. Did they appeal that judgment or they did? Did they yeah, just they say, did. no, we're not going to do it? Yeah, it was originally 18 billion dollars. And, and they and Chevron on appeal got it cut in half. And then they said, and by the way, they promised whatever the courts decide in Ecuador will pay it. And so the Ecuador uh, appeals court cut it in half to $9 billion, which is pretty cheap as oil spill cleanups go. I can tell you because I was the expert on the Exxon Valdez cleanup. I investigated uh, uh, the, uh, the Gulf oil spill, which so far uh, $44 billion have been mm. spent there on cleanup. Um, $9 billion is actually cheap as these things go. But um, then Chevron and Texaco simply removed every every little piece of, of ownership and equipment that they had in Ecuador so they couldn't get it. And then they've just basically thumbed their nose at international courts. They've thumbed their nose at uh, the United Nations. And now that's not good enough. They have to ruin this lawyer with these cockamamie trials, which had no jury, you know, because Chevron said, oh, we don't judge. want money so that we don't need a jury. And the judge bought that. And then Chevron's saying, but give, he has to pay us a, a million dollars for part of our legal fees, mm. 
They know that this human rights lawyer doesn't have a million dollars. Now, it's true. He went to Harvard Law. Most Harvard lawyers can write a check for a million dollars and not miss lunch. But not this guy because he spent three decades. Because he works for, for people. Rights. He works for people who yeah. are suffering and people who nobody else is speaking for. So it, has Congress gotten involved in this case at all? Yes, actually. We have a lot of progressive uh, Congress people. Um, and, you know, some of the usual suspects, you know, AOC and, the, and, and others. But, and, and, but we've also had a number of senators who are pushing now the White House to take action, the Justice Department take action, to step in. First of all, the Justice Department, this idea of a private corporate prosecution, well, even if, even if uh, you think that this guy, human rights lawyer, is guilty, 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 he should be prosecuted then by the United States Justice Department if he's right. going to go to prison, right. not by uh, a, a, a former Chevron lawyer working with Chevron's current lawyers. I mean, this is this is beyond dangerous. And like I say, you've got Harvard Law School. By the way, I uh, congratulate the Harvard Law School students. Um, this woman who was uh, from Chevron's law firm, the all the students, uh, law school students at Harvard, have said they will not work for these firms that are involved in this prosecution, which immediately caused these firms to pull back, or at least the one with this fake prosecutor. So she's actually ended up being removed by Chevron's firm in the end because they were going to lose all their Harvard Law graduates. Wow. Uh, so, you know, people are there. And like I say, uh, we have the, the top uh, 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 lawyers in the nation who have filed official complaints with the court system. Uh, if you remember, there was I won a case against the uh, wonderful Brian Kemp of Georgia yeah. to open up his secret files yeah. on how votes were stolen from Stacey Abrams in Georgia. I won that case in federal court. That that attorney, uh, Jeannie Meyer, who is a, a great international jurist, she actually wrote the complaints uh, against the judges and that they should be removed and Donziger should be released in accordance with the demands of um, the international courts. The Human Rights Commission, the UN Human Rights Commission. You yep. know, I, the whole thing, it just it's like a bad uh, story that's told in some dystopian society. It certainly doesn't sound like the United States of America. Is this judge going to get sanctioned? Is she going to be removed from the bench? What's going to happen to her? Well, like I hope so. I mean, one of the ironies is that because it's very rare, by the way, for a judge to be denied a promotion. And she was one of the few who've been de- denied a promotion as not competent and not and and uh, she, you know, she has extreme bias. So she was denied a promotion. Unfortunately, that left her in Donziger's courtroom. Um, and uh, so <laughs> well, there's she's that. Not competent enough to sit on a higher court. Right. So what is she doing in this? If you're exactly. not competent to sit in our courtrooms, you shouldn't be in our courtrooms at all. We shouldn't have in. We should say, well, that level is the incom. We'll leave the incompetence down there. Right. We can. We can. We can handle American a little students. incompetence. So, Greg, I what mean, yeah. what happens next? And is there anything that we <sighs> can do to try to free yeah. Steve Don- Donziger? Well, one, go to freedonziger.com. That's D-O-N-Z-I-G-E-R, freedonziger.com, and sign up to get more information and, and, and uh, provide additional support. Second, lean on our, your local politicians. Let's get the U.S. Justice Department to uh, get back on the job of justice. Uh, you know, they, they move slow, but this, they, they cannot. They have to take back this case. And obviously, once... The Justice Department takes back the case. It's going to be 
just thrown out. Yeah. Well. Uh, so, I mean, what we need is, unfortunately, you know, the Biden administration moves at a snail's pace on, on issues. I've seen this all over on, on many issues. We're still waiting for them. to. I realize that there's a bit of distraction, to say the least, but it is a big government, and America Merrick and our attorney general uh, should be acting. We also have... Um, uh, our Secretary of State uh, Blinken, who has said that human rights is at the center of U.S. Uh, foreign policy. Okay, then jump well, the in, human Stevie. Rights of, in Ecuador, yeah. yeah. So um, let's get there. So uh, just uh, another question here, and that is: Is did Chevron get away with it? I mean, are they done? Is there no way to make them pay for this cleanup no. now? I, you know, they have a court judgment against them. There's no way that unless there's pressure from the U.S. government. Uh, I don't see because there's no assets. They've left nothing in Ecuador. They just like snuck out in the middle of the night with, you know, they got rid of all their properties and all their their official ownership of that oil, and so there's nothing there to take. In addition, as you know, they have tremendous sway, including in yeah. California, in Texas, in Washington. Can can Ecuador problem. sue in the United States to attach? nine and a half billion dollars worth of their assets here in order to pay well, for the cleanup? We, the, I will say that the, that the Canadian courts are now looking at uh, collecting from Chevron in Canada. And I have to say that the, the last prime minister, two prime minister, uh, past prime minister of Canada signed, uh, just um, has uh, re-sent out, retweeted and sent out my reports on the case. Good. The Canadian courts are taking this up, and Chevron has big interest there. They got to look out. Yeah, but their headquarters it, is here. It seems like somebody is, should is be here. going it after should be them in California, here. California, but you know they they found themselves a couple uh, knucklehead judges in New York, and so yes, I'm concerned that there may be a chance for the Cofan to collect through Canada, and I would also hope that uh, most important that. If we they is Chevron's allowed to destroy financially destroy Steve Donziger and send him to prison, they've completely ruined him financially. Uh, this is a bad. This is not very good when you're trying to recruit human rights lawyers because they'll say, look what happened. Well, it's again, it's like the the whole thing with journalists. It's exactly the same thing, except this has to do with people who are going to represent those who have been wronged by Chevron. Well, Greg, I I thank you for joining us today. We are completely out of time, but I want to encourage everybody to see the brief interview that you did with uh, Stephen Donziger on your website about why he continues to smile. Um, It's a wonderful video. And also... Uh, read the reports that Greg has done at gregpalast.com, gregpalast.com. Um, Greg, it's been great to talk with you again. I'm glad you're on this case. You're very welcome. <laughs> it wasn't my choice. I just came out of the jungle and bam. <laughs> and the, image, the images of you in the jungle really are precious. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I think I'm dressed inappropriately for... Totally inappropriately, but it's so you, you know, that it, it just is, uh, makes me. you laugh out loud. All right. Thank you, Greg. Good to talk with you again. Bye. That's Greg Palast, and we'll be right back. I'm Pat Thurston on KGO. Good afternoon. I'm Pat Thurston. Um, I do want to just follow up on uh, Greg Palast's information here. There's so much at his website at gregpalast.com, and I I encourage you to go there. Um, you know, Steven Donziger has been working on this uh, case for decades. Uh, Greg Palast has been working on this case 
for decades. It's it's funny when you see the videos. If you know Greg, I mean, he's very young in these uh, in these images. But he goes into the jungle, and this is before the case was brought by Stephen Donziger. This was something that uh, Greg Pallast was following when he met up with the uh, the chief um, of this tribe in the Amazon, in the at the in the heart of the Amazon. It's a sad case. It's a really sad case. And it's a David and Goliath case. But in this case, it looks as if Goliath may well win. That this um, this huge giant um, chevron, that they are so, so powerful that they may just win. And, th- and that would be terrible. The judge in Ecuador had already ruled. Um, the decision was made. There was an appeal. Uh, the decision cut the amount of the uh, judgment uh, by about half. And yet Chevron refused to pay that. And then they wanted to go after the attorney, Donzinger. They wanted him to turn over his communications devices, his computer and his cell phone. Well, he refused to do that, obviously. There's attorney-client privilege. This is something that just can't be violated. And he didn't want to have a turnover anything that might indicate who sources may have been, you know, knowing who the people were, especially the people in Ecuador. He could have been signing a death warrant for those individuals. Um, this is really a, a tough, tough business that people are engaged in in some of these countries. And then to have this judge, this judge who obviously had her own biases and should have recused herself, should never have sat on this case, for her to deny him a jury, when he requested a jury trial, for her to deny that, for the Justice Department to say, no, we're not going to prosecute this, and for her to allow private attorneys for Chevron to become the prosecutors in this case against a private U.S. citizen, for him to say in court, I'm going to appeal this decision, and her to charge him with contempt because he said he would appeal. All of these things are contrary to what we perceive as true justice in the United States of America. Something has to happen to change this. In the meantime, Donziger goes to jail. And um, this this has to stop. Something has to be done. So the website, again, is freedonziger.com.